Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this devotion from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida, coming to you on February 12th, the year 2024. Our scripture lesson today is Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. Let us hear the word of the Lord. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interest of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross." Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Reading this passage this time, the words humility and love jumped out at me. In the spring semester of 1989 at the Presbyterian University in Seoul, Korea, I met Professor Dr. John Hatzel. I was in his class called Family Ministry I was in my 20s theologically and socially very conservative and evangelical. John suggested that I apply to the San Francisco Theological Seminary in California from which he had just retired. So I did. John and his wife Virginia invited me to live with them for the summer before school started. They wanted me they wanted to teach me the culture and American English by introducing me to their friends. They did not have, they did not have to do any of that, but they decided to love and adopt me as their meso daughter. John and Virginia decided to humble themselves, making time and space for me to educate my mind, to open my eyes and my heart, to how much bigger, to teach me how much bigger and more inclusive God's love is for all creation, including humankind. During that summer, they introduced me to their friends at Mount Clare Presbyterian Church, where the members help those in need, locally, nationally, and globally. They introduced me to their personal friends, scholars like Lou Much, Bob and Polly Coote, Herman Wagen, Carol Robb, Carol and Ben Weir, to name a few. 
all of them were overachievers and humble people. They taught me that God humbled God's self and became a human to teach us love and care for all creation. Humility is what they lived and practiced every day. They treated me as their equal. I was not and I will never be. I was their student and I will ever be the rest of my life. They treated all their students the same as they treated me. If we did not call them by first name, they would not answer us. I will never forget how they treated all the students as though we were worthy of equal respect. We came to learn from them. They knew they loved their call to teach. They loved their students because they loved God. They taught the inclusive love of God in the classrooms and in friendship alike. My understanding of the scope of God's love changed forever. It became much <clears throat> bigger and totally inclusive. God loves us enough that God humbled himself for our salvation and sent us his only son. God, God puts us first. Scholar Dr. Amy G. Oden wrote, in the ancient world, a God who was born in human likeness, as we see in verse seven, was a self-demoting God, hardly the sort of God useful for human life. It's one thing for Zeus to become a human for a day, to play tricks, but it is quite another for the God of the universe to empty himself taking the form of a slave. That is to take one flesh, become, to take on flesh, become fully human, suffer and die. Who needs a God like that? She went on to say that that verse, the, that verses six to eight tells us the God we need to know, that Jesus empties himself, becoming a servant to fully inhabit human, humanity to fully incorporate human life into divine life. This God loves and longs for us so much that God enters fully into human life, not putting on a human suit for a day, but submitting to all the indignities and joys of human life, including death. This God does not withhold love until we rise to a divine level but rather stoops to our level, scoops us up in all our messiness and makes us part of God's own life. The trying life where we are healed and saved. And in a twist of logic, God's self-demoting God's self into fully humanity is the source of Jesus' exaltation. And it is the source of ours as well. Our full, messy humanity is the ground on which we kneel to raise up glory to God. What does this mean for how we live our Christian lives now and here today? We, in honest humanity, as we live in honest humility as Jesus did. As we read in verse 3, we 
do nothing from selfish ambitions or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than ourselves. It sounds like so impossible way to live, but we must try and try again every day. But remember, God is always near to us to help us achieve that way of life. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 33 tells us, The fear of the Lord is instruction in wisdom, and humility goes before honor. Let us try, let us try living our lives as the people of God, practicing humility and love in imitating the life of Jesus every day. Let us pray. Teach us, O oh God, how to love you back by living a life of um, humble and humility every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.